welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music reporter Erin Labar. Welcome to the show. We are talking neighborhoods today. Yeah. Yeah, because there's just been like a few stories we've come across, a few things that we're thinking about. So what makes a good neighborhood? What are some things that, you know you want for your neighborhood why you should join your neighborhood facebook group all that kind of stuff yeah um we'll also be talking about um a few other stories that we're working on and uh aaron's aaron's twin so how's your week i hear you've been corresponding with the other aaron lavar yeah so there's this woman named Aaron Labar but with a capital B so, so like capital L capital B yeah so we're not related because it's a la- different last name but when in your email it's it's all lowercase right, right so she's Aaron I shouldn't say her email actually because then people will know my email is but we have <laughs> there's only one letter difference I'm sure people can figure out what your email is <laughs> I'm trying to like retain a little bit of privacy, Jen. Um, so there's only one letter difference. Right. And people, so people often miss that letter in my email. Right. And it goes to her. Right. So for the last, I want to say like five to seven years, <laughs> she will send occasionally if something lands in her inbox that looks very important. Yeah. She will forward it to me, which I think is very <laughs> sweet. And so we've kind of developed this like rapport. Yeah. Um, so in this last week, a, like a bunch of wedding related emails had landed in her inbox. Oh my God. And for whatever reason, she was able to like figure out that it was mine. Because I'm yeah. sure there are other Aaron Labars that get filtered to her as well, just sure. because of her generic whatever email. But um, so she's like sending me all, the, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been waiting for this for months. And like there's been circumstances where... It's been like baby shower or wedding shower invitations that I haven't gotten. Like one of my friends emailed a trip itinerary that I didn't get. She had it like it's and like um, if I typo my own email address, say for like an Amazon order, then she'll get the get the confirmation and she'll forward it to me. So there's like I was looking back at her, her email chain and she had forwarded me this stuff. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. And she's like, I'm also getting your walmart.com uh order like confirmations <laughs> enjoy your razor scooter and I was like nope not me but thanks very much that's hilarious so she's like been forwarding me rsvp things and i responded like oh my gosh thank you so much i'm really sorry this is probably going to keep happening until october when we yeah. get married she's like no worries and congratulations and she's like prime rib sounds delicious i wish i was coming and like it's just like the cutest that's thing. really cute so where does she where where does she live i think she's in the states somewhere like somewhere oh, okay. in the midwest i haven't asked because i don't know if i'm should like broach that yeah. that line, but I kind of want to write a story about it because I think it's really yeah. cute. Yeah, it's uh, interestingly. So you know how sometimes people. So you have an initial in yours. I do. Lots of people do the first name dot last name mm-hmm. with Gmail. The dot doesn't matter. I learned. Yeah. So if somebody forgets or whatever, it'll still probably come to your address, which actually made me like irate because it was like well what's the point of having this then like if you're just if it's going to be disregarded by... i feel like it's just for ease of reading <gasps> like if i had done that people yeah. would see that middle initial rather than forget it every single right. time yeah. and then i wouldn't know the other aaron labar you wouldn't so you wouldn't <laughs> she's just like the nicest lady and i'm very tempted to send her like a seamless which is like the american skip the dishes yeah. gift card just to be like thank you for not deleting all this stuff <laughs> thank you for your administrative work yeah she's like oh i just keep a little folder in my email for all the ones that are yours that's, <laughs> like, that's hilarious so nice. yeah. i'm sure there's 
if you have someone like that, get in touch with us. Like, if yeah, you, people have this. There's lots of same names. I like how many if you had changed your name to Friesen, how many Jen Friesens are oh, there? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so many. Um, I'm guessing many in the like Steinbeck area alone. Um, I don't think there's anybody else who has my name because my last name is pretty unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there is a Jennifer who oh. has my last name. So I was shocked because my last name, everyone who has it, I'm related to. Yeah. And like there are no other Labars in Winnipeg. All the Labars in America, I'm related to them. Yeah. But I guess just because it's a capital B. Anyway, I just was very shocked that there was another Aaron Labar. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, if you have someone out there who's your name doppelganger. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah. I might might write a story about it. Tell us. Um, How was your week? My week was good. Um, I've been... Really enjoying the new cafeteria at the Free Press, <laughs> which is open to the public. Which by is the way. open so to you the public. Come have some food here. It if is you want. very delicious. Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. And then um, my piece about Jen, Dr. Jen Gunter, came out this mm-hmm. week. Um, and her book is out this week, The Vagina Bible, which I highly recommend. Like, even if you've been a long-term owner of the equipment, it's not a bad idea to have a user manual for sure. Um, you so, never know when something weird is going to happen. Right. <laughs> and instead of doing the 3 a.m. Google, which is never a good plan, consult your Bible. Yeah. Um, she, if you aren't familiar with her work, she is a columnist for the New York Times. She is pretty well known for fact-checking goop, like Gwyneth Paltrow's mm-hmm. lifestyle site, um, which has a lot of wellness quackery on it that she debunks. <laughs> um, but she's also a still a practicing OBGYN. And she's from Winnipeg. And she's from Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And... Like, just a very cool lady. But she's coming to town uh, in September, and I'm hosting the book launch. So if you are in the Winnipeg area and want to come to that, um, it's the 25th, I believe, of September. Mm, something like that. Or the 26th, maybe? 26th, I the think. The Thursday that week. So I think yeah. the 26th. Um, and tickets are 40 bucks, which is two admissions and a book. So I know. I'm looking for a date. So if someone wants to come with me, yeah, <laughs> it should me be up. It should be good. She's threatened to lead a group Kegel exercise uh <laughs> sure there. so um but she also has a little docuseries that's uh, streaming on gem which is the cbc streaming site um called Planning, which is an excellent title that i'm jealous of because mm-hmm. i also do a fair amount of Planning. um but it's just like a little like bite size kind of what she does but in tv form so yeah i saw yeah. the trailer it's very good yeah so i recommend uh checking her out I was going to break into Won't You Be My Neighbor, but I won't. I'll spare you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, we were thinking about, uh, well, you belong to yeah, so this our whole, neighborhood association. Yeah. So we're both, we both live in River Heights and I joined the River Heights Facebook group like several months ago. Yeah. Neighborhood Association made that sound really official. It's the Facebook No, group. it's just a Facebook group, but there's more than 2,000 members. Yeah. And while some of the stuff that gets posted there is just like so hilariously irrelevant to anything. Some of it is hilarious for other reasons, and some of it is very informative. So, like, one time... Such as. Yeah. So, one time <laughs> um, on on Jen's block, actually, or no, maybe just your street. I can't remember if it was near you, but there was this, like, these two cars that one of them wouldn't pull in to get let the other one buy. 
And Which is such a Winnipeg yeah. thing I can't even And so handle. they were there for something like 40 minutes or something. And then the police were called. So this was all getting documented on the neighborhood group. So I, I was very proud to be a member at that time. <laughs> so some neighbor was like live posting it. Yeah, because it was right outside her house. So she was like, Hilarious. yeah. And so then, but then they also post about like if there was a water main break or if there's going to be a, a planned power outage or if there was yeah. a break in or if someone's cat is out loose. So it's like very useful information. It is very useful. I am always, I finally applied. Yeah, you, you have to apply to yeah. join. Because they need to make sure you live there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, because I was always jealous of your intel about yeah. our neighborhood. Honestly, though, people have, you know, 2,000 ears and eyes are better yeah, than one. And absolutely. I'm, I've been finding that when it comes to city and provincial things, such as like roadworks or hydro mm-hmm. or whatever, we don't get because maybe because I live in an apartment, but we don't really get a proper alerts or notices that things are happening. So I've been relying a lot on this group to like let me know when things yeah. are going to be happening. I live in a house and I don't feel I really do either. Mm-hmm. Um, free press readers may recall an article that our colleague Tessa Vanderhart wrote about the lead testing. Yeah. The, which is for free. And people they sent out like, here's something you can do if you want. And like, by the time people called, there was no spots left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what people did before. I also really love reading. Like, this is like my before bed read. Cause I go, <laughs> I scroll through the neighborhood group and I love the posts that people make about like hooligan drivers. Oh my gosh. And like, there's, there's apparently there's a motorcyclist in the Borbank region that is just terrorizing everybody. So if that's <laughs> you, they're looking for you and they're I waiting to call the cops. <laughs> hope it's not my dad. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. It could be. <laughs> oh, I think he's respectful. No, this, this person does it specifically at like 11 PM. Oh no. And he, he, he does a loop because he goes right in front of our place on Academy too. And every night my partner's like, yeah, yeah it's kind of like super like micro news almost Mm -hmm. you know I love it yeah it's uh I love it too what was the what do you what was the equivalent of like a I guess a neighborhood association before the internet yeah I don't would would people have like meetings neighborhood meetings probably people would probably I think people were and I'm totally generalizing but I think people were also just a bit more neighborly. Like, I think it was more common to know your neighbors and hang out with your neighbors and like, you know. Because yeah, we used to, like when I was a kid, we'd have block parties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know me too. And if, if and that never happens. Like, I, I will fully admit to not talking to the next door neighbors on one side until <laughs> like Halloween last year. And she was like, I'm so-and-so, by the way. It's like, yeah, we've only lived here for one million years. But um I find kids and dogs are very good icebreakers yeah. with that. Um, but yeah, I think people were probably just a little bit more neighborly and like a little bit more into each other's business and like, you know, probably discussed it more in person. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so. That's my theory. Mm. Stick to it. <laughs> um, this week I wrote a story about, um, it was kind of going to be about dog park etiquette and like how to not be a jackass at the dog park. So like, don't bring balls and toys, which people really want to do, by the way. If you think neighborhood face group books or face Facebook groups are spicy, mm-hmm. so are any related to like dog parks or dog ownership. Whoa, opinions. But like some people get very upset that they can't like toss the tennis ball at a dog park, but it's like there's 20 dogs. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So... It started out that way, but I talked to two trainers um, that are based in Winnipeg. Uh, one is named Janelle McLeod and one is Karen O'Quinn. And it got way more about 
dog behavior and how to pay attention to your dog and the because dogs communicate to each other mm-hmm. and humans when they are hip to that can then know okay what is play what is not play when do i intervene when do like do this that the other um it was really fascinating but what i found interesting because obviously dog parks are part of neighborhoods but what i found interesting i did a little sidebar with one of them on walking your dog mm-hmm. because when i obviously the neighborhood i live in which is River Heights, um, has lots of dogs. Like right. Every, I'm like, and like that Wellington path. Yeah. Is like even people, I think people come from other parts of the city to walk Wellington. Oh yeah. yeah. Like there is there just dogs everywhere. There is lots of dogs per capita. <laughs> um, so I always used to feel bad when I would walk Samson because he's not friendly. And I would always be like, made to feel some shame by, about that by fellow dog owners who were like, oh, like my dog's friendly. And then I'd have to be like, mine's not and they would they give me this look like i was like a terrible dog mom (laughs) what i learned and was very validating is that meeting on a leash is actually not the best time to introduce dogs Mm -hmm. because they're limited in their body language they are a little bit more anxious they're trapped and they're trapped right so that was very validating but also as this trainer said you're not out shaking hands with everyone you see she's like so who says the dogs even want to meet right that's true it made me feel better but i think uh one thing that we can all do as dog owners is be more assertive about that and then not feel bad. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. no, thanks. My dog doesn't really want to meet your dog. And it's, don't take it personally. Semi-tangentially related. Mm. Back to sort of the neighborhood Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> is that there's a lot of dog owners in the group. Yeah, yeah. And someone put a dog poop garbage can on their front lawn. So when people are taking their dogs for a walk in the hood... They have somewhere to drop off their poop bags. That's awesome because there's yeah. not enough of that. And that's another pro of the of the group. It's Everyone true. discussed a need for it and then yeah. somebody did it. Somebody did it. I often think about people who live in corner lots. Mm-hmm. If they're ever annoyed by probably the high volume. Of- As someone who lives directly off of Academy Road, there's a lot of dog poo in our boulevard near our cars. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people don't pick up their business and it's and really irritating and gross are your carts if you're in a corner lot filled with dog bags oh yeah because we were in an apartment yeah. and then we have the big things yeah oh for sure there's poo in there all the time yeah and it, it stinks and it's awful yeah i don't do that i try to be a respectful citizen i mean and there's literally like a dumpster directly across the back lane i know <laughs> I, I know people come, come on come on, on. <laughs> we're the same person I know. and we're also going to talk about sort of what qualities make for a good neighborhood yeah so i think this tends to come up in an election cycle which we are in we are yeah um this is a good time to plug the other pod that is uh, yeah that the free press is doing. It's called Not for Attribution. It's a kind of behind the scenes look at like politics around the election coverage. Election yeah. coverage, um, hosted by columnist Dan Lett. Check it out. We have been kind of loosely involved with some production, but like yeah. our so the first episode's live, and there'll yeah. be another one coming soon. Yeah, so you can check that out. Um, our podcast empire is slowly coming together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, so we're talking about neighborhoods and what makes a good neighborhood. And uh, you lived in New York, which obviously has yeah a little so, bit more density. So one thing that I miss a lot about that is that, as I was saying to you, every neighborhood is kind of like its own little town. Mm-hmm. Like everything you could need in an, like an emergency situation is within 10 square blocks, if not less than that. Yeah. And I kind of miss that. Like yeah. I kind of miss being able to like, 
run five minutes down the street to a grocery store and yeah. pick up the stuff that I need instead of having to get in the car and drive somewhere. Yeah. Like there's not, um, I miss having a bar every 15 yeah. steps, even though we like, I don't really drink that much. It's just nice to have a place to like go and meet somebody. Yeah. And I think like, there's no shortage of like sort of these strip mall destinations where you can go and get everything done. Sure. But you still kind of have to take your car, you know, like, yeah. Or a bus or a cab or yeah. it's, it's still very, I, I just wish that like we could adopt a similar format that like every neighborhood has the I want well basic necessities might be stretching it a bit far because well, like a bar is not a necessity but no but it's a thing that brings your life it's a meeting value. point yeah. right so if every neighborhood could have those those kind of pockets yeah absolutely um I don't really know too much about walkability scores mm-hmm um, I think it includes like things like grocery, grocery stores, yeah. schools, schools, libraries, yeah. shopping, like all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. So like our neighborhood, I think, has a pretty good one. I don't think it's excellent, but I think it's like, OK. Yeah. Depending on where you live. Yeah. Um, but it's also like when I think of a walkable neighborhood, I think of something more walkable. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just, all I want is a grocery store. And like, I get yeah. that, like, we already live in a very nice neighborhood and it's probably more important for a grocery store to be like in downtown. Yeah. But I, I we used to have one and I miss it. I know. Downtown is actually a very good example of exactly what we're talking about. Though, yes. Where, yeah, you like, especially mixed use buildings where you have stuff on the main floor and then that's, mm-hmm. that's what we need more of like more density and i don't and i think some people think that if you have everything in your neighborhood that you will never leave your neighborhood and i don't really think that that's a a valid argument because there's always going to be stuff in other places that you need to get to well and also people already don't leave their neighborhood right right but you know like i don't know that it's and i mean winnipeg was designed to be a bunch of individual cities yeah basically yeah that's where the whole unicity concept came from um but yeah, I think uh, some of our neighborhoods are missing that walkability factor or like li- small library branches. Oh, River Heights Library. Yeah. Closing her, yeah. closing her down. Well, I don't know if they're actually, cl- like, I don't know what the plan is, but I know there yeah. will not be a library anymore and everything is moving to a new library in the yeah. Grant Park Pan Am area, which yeah. is good, but makes me sad too. Yeah. Like it's not that like, it's super far away, but it's, you, still have to, you would have to drive. Yeah. And it, I mean the climate's on fire like driving less would be a good thing should we start with signal boost or we can start with signal boost okay uh do you want to go first? yeah i do i do want to go first <laughs> so so signal boost to, to refresh yeah. is uh i think we're gonna start to do this every week if we remember to. If we remember to. <laughs> um, where we signal boost a photo or a column or a story that one of our colleagues has written that we've really liked. And that we think you should also read if you have the means and time to do so. And subscribe yeah. to the paper. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, because, well, that's been a big discussion. Yeah. Which we can talk about momentarily. Yes, we can. Um, so first I'm going to do my signal boost. Um, the NA- NFL, I was going to say NHL. And if NFL had a game here. Mm-hmm. When's Thursday night? Yes, Thursday night. Yes. I don't even know what day of the week it is. <laughs> Thursday night, and it was just a cluster f of problems yeah. and issues and 
like star players didn't play and people paid like hundreds of dollars for these tickets and tickets that would be like ten dollars in these states like because it's like a pre it was a preseason yeah, like nothing like exhibition game, game right doesn't mean anything yeah. for like this the season's stats yeah. or whatever and so all the like second and third and fourth string players played and there was holes in the field. There's like all sorts of like, cause the field was the wrong size, the wrong size. And like an event planner from Toronto was trying to plan an event in Winnipeg. And like, everybody knows that what works in other places won't work here because yeah. we're weird. And like, we don't like to pay for things. Well, and it's also just, um, as an aside, very fast. It, Winnipeg, do, it reflects badly on Winnipeg, even though Winnipeg is actually very good at pu- putting on events. Right. And we had literally nothing to do with this other than attending. It's why all our festivals are excellent. A hundred years old. You know, yeah. like it's, it, we are good at this. Yeah. So it's a little bit when people see this game. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, one of our sports columnists, Mike McIntyre, wrote this amazing column that's kind of just summing up all of the problems. And it it was a no holds barred. (laughs) He referred to it as, quote, lively on Twitter. (laughs) But it's really like, tell us how you really feel. Yeah. But it's very well written and, and, and has some very funny moments. And but also like summarizes sort of. Yeah what the specific disappointment is yeah in like the multiple layers of that disappointment mike's good at that i like he really um he hasn't been a sports columnist for too too long he was on the crime beat for forever Mm -hmm. uh but i really appreciate his sports columns because they're not he doesn't write them like a super sports writer like yeah it's not like inside baseball yeah yeah, he approaches them as someone who's a fan of sports right so right that's a really good point but yeah anyway i would highly even if you don't care about football which i do not i would highly recommend reading it because it's like a really great summary of what the night was like and it's very funny and and good i cared about this not at all except for aaron (laughs) Rodgers' excellent canadian tuxedo oh yeah yeah and his bolo tie and mustache into it um obviously if you read the free press or have been paying attention to the free press has been making a lot of news this week not just mm-hmm. you know as a newsmaker but also being in the news um for our homegrown hate series that ryan thorpe has been reporting on churning uh, out yeah follow after follow like he's working really hard yeah about uh the base and all the white neo-Nazi. supremacist neo-nazi activity that is happening that is quite scary um so huge shout out to him obviously he's he's one of my signal boosts i have two um also michaela mckenzie for getting a photo of one of the guys uh, or the guy i guess the guy the focused yeah, yeah patrick matthews the uh army reservist who lives in bozager she went this and got such a weird story she went and got a photo of him i don't think that they were expecting him to be home no because he had been taken into custody the night before so it was a bit of one of those sort of door knock talk to the neighbors get a photo of his house get out kind of thing and he was whoops he's there yeah and uh (laughs) brought michaela and the reporter who was one of our interns caitlin gowerluck um carrots from his backyard and a flower Yes. And said, here's a flower, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you trying to like endear? Like, no, like you're no. But the photo of him (laughs) carrying around this like bushel of carrots in his yard is just amazing. Yeah. And like a lot of other news outlets wanted to purchase said photo. So, yeah, it's uh, but that story has really put into focus why we need news. Mm hmm. That was an ind- and why local journalism matters. Yeah, that was an independent investigation that Ryan undertook. Um, it has the potential to create some very real change. It already has, and that's why like 
subscribe to the paper. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, just, you know, because that's something that we see sometimes is people cutting and pasting articles mm-hmm. in their entirety onto Facebook mm-hmm. or like posting them. And like there was a link circulating to like a a cut and paste basically to uh, circumvent the paywall. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that you want this stuff to reach a wide audience we do too but it costs money to produce journalism like that mm-hmm. so it's just it's all about prioritizing and there are some very thoughtful debates happening on twitter which mm-hmm. is not something that i say very often because i think twitter is the worst place in the world same but i actually participated in some of these because i saw i were, did not i just read from afar but. they were productive yeah i felt um and i also think that people forget so i i know there are very real barriers to accessing news mm-hmm. um and people brought up continuously like oh well you need a credit card i think honestly people forget that we still print a newspaper that is available yeah. at like sev or like in a newspaper box. right you know what i mean so and that's not something you have to buy every day no or like the library or whatever yeah like, if you if you go to the library i believe it's two days behind yeah but it's available there with your f- library card which is free yeah so it uh the point is hop off the soapbox in a moment but you know it costs money to produce work like that and it's important yes it's important it's important um should we do a real quick yeah we can watching listening? yeah so i'm um listening to the new begonia record i got a sneaky mm. peeky which is my favorite thing in the world um it's so good like i can't even explain to you how good it is yeah she's gonna blow up eh? it's like it's just everything i hope for and more that's it's awesome. just like loud but also really um thoughtful and emotional and it just like oh it's so good and i can't i'm sitting down with her next week to do like a a big interview about it because i'm working on a big profile i'm talking to her parents and like her collaborators and all this kind of stuff and and uh, i'm really excited to talk to her about it but september 13th is when it comes out everyone should go pre-order it support your local artist because she's gonna do big things awesome i am reading the book that everybody seems to be reading based on Instagram. It's called Normal People. And it's by... I have not a, heard about this. It's <laughs> by, just not me, apparently. <laughs> it's by um, an Irish author, I believe, mm-hmm. who... Oh, my God. I'm completely flaking on her name right now. I believe it is Sally Rooney. But for some reason, my brain wants to say Sarah, even though I can visualize the cover. But anyway, it's kind of like a back and forth... Um, between this really young couple and it really captures like young love and like kind of like the role reversal that happens when you are your high school self and your college self so mm-hmm. like she's super like sh- like kind of the weirdo at school and he's very popular and then they kind of switch roles in in university and they kind of have like this secret relationship oh. it's very good um she's a super young author and is kind of lighting things up and i see why because it's it's quite good interesting so, yeah i'll add it to my reading list yes queue it up uh you can find everything that we've written at winnipegfreepress.com you can also follow us on social media i'm at jen's Radio on twitter and instagram and i'm at naya rabble on twitter and instagram and we will see you next week 